Welcome to the Victory of the Lamb podcast. We are a simple, straightforward Bible teaching church in Katy, Texas. If you are in the area, we'd love for you to stop by anytime. Otherwise, we hope you use this podcast to grow in your faith and be confident in sharing it with many. You can find us online at VOTL.org. We hope you enjoy this message, and God bless your week. From God our Father, through our Lord Jesus Christ, be yours in abundance today, dear Christian. Amen. Where are you going? I don't mean where are you going for lunch today or where are you going on vacation perhaps this summer. Where are you going after this life is over? It's an important question to not only ask and answer once, but to keep in mind all the time. Picture a field, the field of life. A big, wide, long field. And you can hardly see the end of it. It's so far away. There's a fence. Where are you going? And maybe the better question, what are you thinking about and focusing on as you are going there? Picture four boys walking across the field of life. The first boy decides that what he would like to focus his heart on is working hard and making money. And he looks around and he sees a whole lot of other people also working hard and making money. And so this boy puts one foot in front of the next and he ignores the fence. It's like it's not even there. He just looks down and says as he walks, Work hard, work hard, make money, make money. Work hard, work hard, make money, make money. But he's not looking up. He's just looking down. And he doesn't realize that he's just kind of walking in circles. It never crosses his mind that working hard and making money won't help him on the other side of the fence. The second boy decides that he's going to follow what he loves, which at the time is sports. He looks around and sees all kinds of people also loving sports and the trophies that they can bring. And so he starts walking and putting one foot in front of the next, and he looks down and says, football, basketball, baseball, soccer, volleyball, softball, hunting, fishing. And he just keeps repeating all of that as he's walking. Doesn't even cross his mind. He should be looking at the fence way down on the other end of the field. He doesn't realize because he just keeps looking down that he's, he's just going in circles. And it also doesn't even cross his mind that any of these sports that he loves or the trophies that they can bring and offer would help him on the other side of the fence. The third boy decides that he doesn't really feel like working hard. He enjoys fun and vacation. So he'll work a little bit to make enough money to have fun and go on vacation. And so he puts his head down and and doesn't look at the other side of the fence at all, but just puts his head down and says, Video games, fun, 
work, vacation. Video games, fun, work, vacation. And he looks around and he sees all kinds of other people just kind of living for fun and recreation, vacation. It doesn't even cross his mind that none of that is going to help him on the other side of the fence. And he doesn't even realize because he's not looking up that he's just kind of going in a big figure eight. Those three boys couldn't really answer the question very well, where are you going? They're kind of going somewhere and nowhere all at once. The fourth boy decides that he's not going to repeat the same mistakes as the first three. And he looks at that fence. Even though it's way far away, he, he kind of keeps it in mind, keeps it in view. And he wonders, how am I going to get on the other side of the fence? He hears about the Word. He hears about his sin. He hears about his Savior. He realizes the only way to live after you die is to trust in Jesus for full, free, and lasting forgiveness. And so he keeps his heart focused on that. He keeps his heart focused on what happens not so much during this life, but what happens after it. And as he walks one step at a time towards his goal, he enjoys working hard and making some money. He enjoys sports and some of the victories and, and endures the defeats. He enjoys vacation and relaxation too. But he never loses sight of his goal. He always knows where he is going. Dear Christian, that is where God wants you to be today and really every day. To always be able to answer where you are going and why. And to let that grab your heart and not just your mind. And to let that grab your heart more than anything else the world has to offer. Not really being swayed a whole lot by the fact that most others in the world would disagree with that way of looking at things. What is on the other side of the fence? The book of Revelation is kind of a description of that. In a lot of ways, it's a YouTube video in words, really. Sights. Sounds. What's going on in heaven? That's what we find out in the book of Revelation. And that's what we get to think about today as we're setting our hearts there and not so much here. In the Bible, there are only four times that the word hallelujah comes up. It's a word like Vicar described in the children's message that means praise the Lord. And guess what? In our sermon verses for today, Revelation chapter 19, verses 1 through 9, all four times that the word hallelujah, excuse me, the word hallelujah comes up in the entire Bible are right here. Let's unpack them. Who sang hallelujah and why are they saying it? We read, After this I heard what sounded like the roar of a great multitude in heaven shouting, 
Hallelujah! Salvation and glory and power belong to our God, for true and just are his judgments. He has condemned the great prostitute who corrupted the earth by her adulteries. He has avenged on her the blood of his servants. And again they shouted, Hallelujah! The smoke from her goes up forever and ever. The 24 elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshiped God, who is seated on the throne. And they cried, Amen! Hallelujah! Then a voice came from the throne saying, Praise our God, all you his servants, you who fear him, both small and great. Who's shouting? Hallelujah! It's the roar of a great multitude, not just a handful of people, but many, 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 almost uncountable, billions perhaps, of people who knew I am sinful and also knew I have a Savior who saved me from it. So heaven is going to be a loud place, not loud chaos, but loud joy, peace, victory, triumph. Think of the football stadium that's full of 100,000 people and the team just got a last-second touchdown to win the championship. And the fans are going crazy in the stands and it's so loud and vibrant that the stands are even beginning to shake a little bit. That is a little snapshot of what the great roar of the multitude in heaven will be like Except that it's going to be not just 100,000, but maybe 100 million or, or billions more than what would ever fit into one measly little football stadium here on earth. And they are shouting with joy, Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! Why? Why? It's because the Lord God Almighty reigns now and always. His enemy has been defeated and destroyed once and for all. The victory is total. The winner is dominant. The smoke from the loser goes up forever and ever. The smoke from Satan and all who followed his lies that means never again will we be tempted to think that life is all about working hard and making money. Never again will we be tempted to think about that life is all about sports or trophies or victories. Never again will we be tempted to think about that life is all about fun and vacation and relaxation. The smoke from every temptation and Satan who's behind all those lies goes up forever and ever and we will enjoy knowing and trusting and rejoicing in that life is all about Jesus and his victory that is on the other side of the fence. The only thing that lasts. Hallelujah. What a gift that we know. What a gift God has given us that we trust and believe what he tells us. 
We go on with verse 6. Then I heard what sounded like a great multitude, like the roar of rushing waters and loud peals of thunder shouting, Hallelujah, for our Lord God Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory, for the wedding of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. Fine linen, bright and clean, was given her to wear. Fine linen stands for the righteous acts of the saints. Then the angel said to me, Write, Blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. And he added, These are the true words of God. A wedding is happening. Not only are you invited, you're in it. You're in God's wedding. He invited you not just to stand up or, or to be a usher, but to be the bride. One of the two main parties. God wants you to be so close to him forever. He wants you, even though we have sin in our lives, he has taken it away so completely. A just, holy, eternal, righteous God wants us to be married to him forever each and every one of us. What a gift that we are invited to have such a tight relationship with God on the other side of the fence. How phenomenal is this to set our hearts there rejoicing and wonderfully excited about what lies in the future. The last words of our sermon verses these are the true words of God. This is not a lie. This is not a hopeful wish. This is not a maybe, but maybe not. These are the true words of God that stand firm in the heavens, that will never be tainted, that will never be spoiled. They will never be shifted, even though everything on earth keeps shifting so fast. Set your heart where God has set His heart. Set your heart on what lies on the other side of the fence. Fix your eyes there as you keep walking through life so you always know where you are going. When good things happen in this world, you will handle it with balance. Not expecting that the good thing of this world will last forever but able to enjoy it while it does last, yet never setting your heart on it. When bad times and disappointments come, even heartbreaks, you will be able to weather the storm because you have your heart set on what lies beyond, saying hallelujah in the throne room of heaven with all the saints and angels. Dear Christian, drink in these words of God today. Think and pray about the day that you will say hallelujah with all the saints and angels in heaven while you can say hallelujah with all the saints and angels right now as we are this morning. Then you will always know the answer to the question, where are you going? You are going to heavenly glory. Amen. 
Time is precious. Thank you so much for investing some of your time with us today. Could I ask you for one more favor? If you're enjoying this podcast, please don't forget to click subscribe and give us a rating. Just a few seconds of your time will help other people hear the simple, straightforward Bible message we offer. Thank you so much. God bless your day in Christ.